Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 238. Linz is joining me while everyone else can go suck it. Yeah, or EAD, as I like to say. Yes. We uh, we talked about some stuff. Yeah, super memorable stuff that I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Can't even remember if we did a book or not. No. Did we? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was probably very interesting, though, so... You should definitely still listen to the podcast. Yes, you should, because we have those things in there and more. Yes. <laughs> so please, listen to this fantastic episode. Facts. Drunk News. on Comics, <laughs> episode 238, the most readily reliable podcasters, not... Eat a dick. Oh. It, it's... <laughs> I think it's a little bit easier to say eat a dick and not E-A-D, which has well, the same amount of syllables. At work, it's much easier to say things like E-A-D than eat a dick. Why? Because then you'll have to go in front of HR? Yes. <laughs> Does everyone around you understand what the logo no. is? No. Only the people who I like get to know what that means. I'm pretty sure that was... You didn't a, that, know that what one, it meant. That one's actually a little bit... I started thinking, because you were saying that, like, that's a little bit... I w- yeah, I could understand what that was going to mean. Yeah. I mean, within the, the framing of how we talk. Yeah. Kind of eat it, eat it. like my brother said to say hi to that, that uh, ginger slut. Oh, huh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Adam's not ever coming back. <laughs> how can we say hi to him? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Matt, who Matt meant. I think he might be dead. What happened to Adam? Oh, I do. I do wonder. I know. He did. He did message me when I, when Carrie Fisher died, and I wrote no <laughs> on Facebook. He goes, "What's wrong?" Because apparently he's out of side of the loop. He has no, no idea <laughs> <laughs> what was going on. He thought something had really happened to me. Oh, that's so sweet. And I so guess. Sad. No, he actually, uh, I do know, he actually is working, well, he's doing his normal week stuff, but then he's working at a brewery on the yes, weekends. Hideout, yep. which we've done to so, and done a podcast just, yet. To be honest, we just need to start picking the many places to go to yeah. that we can. Yeah. Because the I don't lot know of why them, we don't record from, from breweries more often. It's just because we don't think ahead. Well, we need to start planning this. Well, planning on anything for this <laughs> That's podcast. That's true. We plan on, like, four people being here today, and it's just me and Tony. <laughs> but we're the fun people. That's true. Reliable at best. Yeah. Just... <laughs> at worst? Reliable at worst? No. Fun? Or, yeah, because then it can only be better than that. So, <laughs> right. yeah, it would be reliable at worst, which even then that doesn't sound quite no. right. Anyway, um, I guess what I'm saying is the other two people are assholes. <laughs> and make an EAD. I think that's how that whole conversation started. Yeah. Well, Josh can definitely, because I was, I was totally hoping that he was going to defy yeah. your will and be like, for Tony, I'm going to show up. It's not because not, you asked. It's not because I told him he couldn't come. He's what? sick. 
Well, I was gonna when you texted me you know that earlier. He has. When you texted me that earlier, I was gonna say I have a wave with with significant others. But either way, it was gonna yeah. sound weird. Right. But I do somehow with people significant others when their person says no, and I say, "Hey, we should totally go do this." They all of a sudden are like, "Yeah, I want to go do that now." Just in scorn of the significant oh, other. Oh, yeah. So I almost felt like you would have done that just... I don't think that that's true. Really? No. I know him pretty well. I know him pretty well. I, well, <laughs> I know him pretty well. Oh, yeah, you all went to the same school. It's weird. It's like a big, weird circle. <laughs> of <I'm> jerks? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. I can't. Even, no. Oh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, let's let's start this show with right. with with what we know, our nerd knowledge, and everything in between. Uh, yeah. Nothing. It's nothing this week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm terribly ill prepared today. My la- my my tablet died like three days ago, and I just now got it back. It was like a living hell. To not have the internet. <laughs> you have a phone. It's a terrible phone. Technology and me, they're just... They're just not good. Okay. Together. So, lay, lay on me what you got. Well, I was going to say, I didn't have much time to look up anything either. <laughs> so, maybe reliable at worst or best? <laughs> at, at best. <laughs> no, um... Pretty much uh, a brain trust of people that know the directions of the Star Wars films uh, are getting together soon, and they, yes, pretty much, you know, head head people at Disney and everyone, uh, they're all refusing to comment on the script, if there will be rewrites, what that could do with the next, you know, major numbered movie, obviously these side you know, Rogue Ones and the Han Solo and everything, those wouldn't really have anything to do with Carrie Fisher anyways. No. But it seems like the franchise was really going to go in a direction and she was going to be, as it's already been reported, she has a large part in number eight. Right. But it was probably going to continue on uh-huh. for a good while. And so with that being said, they're, they're you know, arriving sometime this week... Um, to kind of discuss the options, um, which, as, as said, thinking of doing a reshoot. So this is where it's going to come together. They have pretty much the whole movie set. Yeah, that's what I heard. And it sounds like it wasn't, she wasn't going to die, and it uh, planned. Or, now they probably have to kill her off. Well, that's that's what this whole yeah. thing is going to be about. So, And we probably won't know any of this until the movie, because they've been pretty good hush-hush. And even if they do reshoots... The people won't know if they're actually going to use the shoots, as we've explained with Rogue One, right. how they shot it 10 different ways till Sunday. So, with that being said, are they going to doctor the script? Um, possibly some CGI effects. It, we don't know. And I actually, this is one of the first times where, like, I've always said I want them to then somehow reshoot it and have her pass away. Right. But... I will totally, if they say that it's not the way they want to go, if, if it's a huge role that they then make a little bit less but use CGI in the next one, which I hope not, but CGI has come a hell oh, of a yeah, long way. For sure. The Carrie Fisher that was in Rogue One was, you know, not Carrie Fisher, but mm-hmm. looked a lot like her. Looked just like <laughs> her. Uh, yeah, so we are 
I don't know. We, <laughs> so, if they're going to kill off Princess Leia in 8, if they decide that's what they're going to do, what do you think the best way to kill off Princess Leia would be? Do you think it's going to be Kylo Ren related? Do you, well, yeah. Do you think she's going to die in a blaze of glory in a blaster fight? See, a blaster I don't feel would be good enough, but she is a force user, and she's always had the force sensitivity, but she's never truly unleashed it. Right. And I feel like, I want to say that I hope the, the force awakens was not just within Rey, but in other people. Like, there's going to be a rebirth of Jedis, because as much as I like the Skywalkers, I want there to be some other Jedis right. out there that you can imagine are, are doing things. Right. So with that being said... And plus, I mean, she's a Skywalker anyway, so she would have the Force, but, like, it, it awakens in her as well. So we see an older... But then she is older, too, so I don't really see her doing a lot of fight scenes. I just want to see her go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. But almost the way of most Force people to become a Force ghost. Um, like, I'd want her to be able to... Right. When, you know... And I'm going to butcher the, the quote or whatever, but, like, I am one with the Force when Obi-Wan Kenobi then... Just turns into robes and then gets uh, right, um, yeah. and how that that happens with with force users. But then again, I, I I feel like where let's pretend that that Carrie Fisher didn't die. I felt that the way that things were going to be going within the storyline, almost no, because Ray wouldn't be twins, because Han would have definitely been even more. Sad, but thinking that that Ray and Kylo were twins, oh. but definitely there's some familiarity, and I almost everyone says you know Luke's daughter. I do hope it's a random so and so, but there, I I really think we know Kylo will come back around, right? And maybe it's because of his mom's touch, but also he went straight to the dark side because he killed his dad. So maybe his mom was like the balancing force for that. Well, if it goes if it goes the way the original. Original. Oh, that's, movies, yeah, that's where what, it goes. You know, they do the build up, and then the second one is all about the the dark side winning for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. the third movie is about the Jedi is making a comeback. So, if they go in the way that they are, have been, and they mirror the original trilogy, it could be entirely plausible that Kylo Ren kills off his mother. Oh wait, what would that have to do with the other? Well, it's just because it it ends in like an uptick for the oh, dark okay. side. Oh, okay. Oh, for the dark side. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if that's not the way they're going, however, what you just said of following the the, the main trilogy, we also could have uh, Leia say, "Ray, I am your mother." Oh, yeah. But that's I don't. True. I don't or we could have uh, Luke or, say that. Or yeah, Luke. Or yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I am Luke, your father. <laughs> It could be. I mean, the the first one was very similar to the very first Star Wars movie, so I've heard they're going in that direction, but I guess oh, just people, copying. we won't know. Well, you know, it's more like, it's it's a very traditional three-stage act, you know, the the with the middle being the where you don't know what's going to happen, so. <laughs> or the ending. I mean, do you know the ending? <laughs> Of the three-stage act, of a three-stage act, of the 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 finale of anything, right? Yeah, but you still don't like. We got the first part of the story. No, I'm just saying, tradi- like the first original one was your very traditional three-stage oh. act. 
follow what I'm saying, Tony. I know it's hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you hang in there, there's usually nuggets of goodness. <laughs> right, enough about Star Wars. Although I, we still haven't nailed down our... Our times yet. Darth Vader movie times yet. I keep forgetting to... I know I. I think it's because I know I'm wrong, and I'm. I'm gonna owe one of you guys beer. I already owe you. No beer. fuck. You know you're wrong, and it actually just comes down to if Derek's within his. That's what I'm saying. Time limit or not? Because <laughs> the longer we wait and find out, the longer I don't have to buy one of you two beer. I just think Derek is just flat out. He's just wrong anyway. So <laughs> we can call it or or. He's not here. He forfeits. <laughs> Bring his beer next week, and then he brought it. Oh it's shit! They got drink. <laughs> okay. Um, so, an interesting thing I saw this week. Uh, have you ever heard of the publisher Alterna Comics? Actually, I have. Yes, they're a great indie, little indie publisher. Um, They've been around for 10 years, which I was surprised at. I had no idea that they were around for that long. But uh, they announced this week that they're switching back to newsprint for their comic book publishing, which is going to make their comic books cheaper. So now they're all going to be $1.99 to buy at the comic book store. So newsprint as in, like, newspaper quality? Yeah. So, like, that thin, like, almost, like, frail-type paper that comics used to be printed on a lot of publishers switched to like heavier cardstock paper mm-hmm. um, because newsprint is not necessarily the best for color and you know like we've talked about it before with some of the books that you've had that were on the old type of papery mm-hmm. you know thin you can kind of see through holding up to yeah. a light compared to the glossy ones now and it actually even then I've, I thought about it but then a lot of things that I forget it's not until now, like, about this topic that I realized, though, there was a, I don't even know, drastic, but there was a part in my life where I read comics as younger and then didn't and then got back into them. And ever since getting back into them, they have been that, that, that more thicker paper. glossy, but they, looking back on the other ones, and even when I go to pole bins, they are, they'll, but even then, that's, I wouldn't call that newspaper quality. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely t- thicker, though. The, for the comics, so yeah. <clears throat> I imagine that it's just the way the paper is made. So it's it's not cardstock; it's it's paper. Just paper, right? So a lot of you know Marvel, DC, all of them use, and you can even get comics now that I mean, sometimes the pages are literally like cardstock. Like they're not even; they don't even feel like paper anymore. They just feel like you're flipping through, mm-hmm. almost like a kid's little cardboard book. <laughs> you know, where you can chew on it and it'd be fine afterwards. But, um, I guess, you know, I think it's awesome. Their comics are going to be cheaper. Is it going to affect their coloring? Yes. Will that affect their stories? Not if their stories are written well enough. Does coloring affect a story so much that the cart changing the paper quality is going to change the way you view a comic Mm, book? I mean, no, but for, I guess for the people that have like straight up iconic characters, well, even then, though, there's still people that buy back issues, right. so it's not that big of a deal. I guess maybe in some people's art, though, it could be, because right. back in the day, there was, and I don't want to say there wasn't artistic license, but there was definitely more only slim pictures of artistic 
Right. You know, what what Superman looked like compared to now where someone could do a uh, brush stroke or, you know, Crayola or, I don't know. Well, you have people who, like Jeff Lemire, who does a lot of watercolors. That probably That's what I meant with brush look, strokes. Yeah, but. they probably wouldn't look the same. Uh, comic books like The Wicked and the Divine, which relies highly on really bright colors mm-hmm. to tell their yeah, story. Yeah, that, that would not That would good. probably lose, but... Stories like like Marvel and DC and where color really isn't. I mean, I hate to say this about colorists, so I'm not gonna say anything negative about colorists because they do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Would it affect the story if well, they didn't do Marvel such an amazing and DC, job? Though have been saying they can't ever go back to to the like. There's no way to do it now. Twofold one. This is just proving that it's BS. If a small publisher could do it, right. I'm sure a big publisher could. Two, maybe make... Because if they're going to be selling these for like only $1.99, yeah. which is unheard of now, maybe you know some of these big publishers could say there's maybe there's some stories in our in our line that aren't selling so well you could do them on we cheaper want to keep, paper yeah yeah and then see if the sales rise up to where they need to go or if that fails at least you tried exactly but make some dollar 99 comics because to be honest maybe they sh- need to with some I of agree. their huge catalog i agree and i don't see if a if a publisher like alterna and i don't know anything about their financials but i would imagine that oh i know all about them. <laughs> that they don't <laughs> bring in as much money as Marvel and DC do. I mean, who does really? But if they can, if they've looked at this and decided this is going to like a dollar 99 is still going to make them money, then why wouldn't Marvel and DC be able to pull something like that off? Yeah. And I think also a big thing, it's kind of one of those like brown tax initiatives because newspaper presses aren't used anymore anyways. So why not reuse them for comic books? Right. I mean, the equipment's just kind of sitting around. It's true. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of that equipment sitting around. It's true. Newspaper is dead. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that, if that has any effect at all. I mean, it can only help them if their comics are cheaper. What's going to stop you from just picking one up just to try it? So good on them. Uh I was also really excited this week to find out that our favorite movie of 2016, which we decided was Deadpool, was nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. Damn straight. Yeah. Screen Actors Guild? Yes. For Best Adapted Screenplay. It's also called a SAG Award. SAG. Screen Well, yeah. Screen Actors Guild. I was, you know, wasn't using acronyms. (laughs) Your EAD. Yeah, I already did that earlier. So, um... S-A-G. To the Writers. I'm sorry. Writers Guild Award. We were both wrong. It is a Writers Guild Award. Oh. Um, which I thought was... Um, so, first of all, it's a comic book movie that's getting nominated for its script, which is amazing. Um, and it's going against uh, movies like uh, Passengers and Fences and just these really highly acclaimed Hollywood movies. And it's fucking Deadpool. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> out of all the the, the, the stories within... They have him, he's, he's humping a unicorn at some point in time in this movie. And it is being nominated for this prestigious award. I think it's amazing. I hope it wins. <laughs> it could only mean good things for Deadpool in the future. So yeah, that was very exciting. There's all kinds of Deadpool news this this week, though. 
Really? Yeah. There's um. Make got got me uh excited. Yeah. Yep. The the. I found none of that. So. <laughs> the uh there's the the next verses Deadpool versus coming out which is Deadpool versus Punisher, which I'm actually more excited for that one I think than any of the other ones that have come out recently. Last his last one was versus Gambit. Yeah, well, the Spider-Man one, uh, I don't think has ended yet. Oh, that one kept going. That one was good. Yeah. I just can't wait to see, like, how they wreck each other. Like, is this just going to be Punisher killing Deadpool over and over and I'm over again? I'm kind of again? imagining kind of something like Like a like weird that. Groundhog Day type of <laughs> comic book? Or what? But uh, I, didn't, I didn't read, well, I started reading Hawkeye. Deadpool versus Hawkeye, and I got bored, so I stopped reading that one. And I did not read the Gambit one, but I did read Spider-Man. I'll read this one. But I think that he should go against a female at some point. I don't think it should all be Deadpool versus dudes. I think he should be going against, like, Black Widow or M- Captain Marvel or something like that. And have Squirrel it last girl. eight page, and he just gets arrested from HR <laughs> for beating a woman. I would, I would be okay with that, I think. <laughs> but it would be I mean you know do you have anybody that you you would prefer to see Deadpool go up against in the comic books um I don't know cause I, I will say that my Deadpool-ism has strayed a bit it's waned well yes mainly because it's waded <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> mainly because though there's too much of it and so, therefore, the jokes, I mean, are stretched very thin. It, and it used to be very, I thought they used to do a really good job with his internal uh, dialogue. And now it just seems kind of like it's there for the laugh to break the fourth wall, this and right. that. But, you know, it would be a good, actually, it would save both of our, not save both of ours, it would combine both of ours. It would be a woman, and it would be interesting, Gwenpool. Oh, yeah. So she has knowledge of comics. She yes, she break, does. She knows that she's in a comic. She does. So And so does Deadpool. They're the only two. That would and be... And she, she dressed up yeah. to look like Deadpool. Right. So that is just, that's just waiting... That would be interesting. ...in the makings anyways. I know. I, They're probably going to wait till she gets established a little bit more until that finally crossovers, right. but... Or if she starts, her popularity starts decreasing, although I don't know how she's doing... In her comic right now, well, she's I still doing pretty good. I haven't picked one up since the first couple ones. I but. still like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I also like? What? Uh, actually, Nova. Oh, the comic. Yeah. Or, it's, or the it's... things in the sky. No, what? <laughs> you like actual Novas? Yes. Yes. Those. Or two. that show that was on PBS. Yes, my dad <laughs> talked about that all the time. <laughs> no, Nova is actually a pretty good story. Uh, in the latest one, issue number two, they haven't totally gotten to where he's been and what's happened but he's more or less uh acclimating to this the the now yes and, and by he you mean dick rider right yeah richard <laughs> his name is richard sorry and one of one of uh one of the best panels is well there's a couple of them one though of which when sam was talking about how they're out at a at a bar and he can't dr- or what the drinking age is out in space. in the, in space and him saying that he hasn't squeaked his voice and <laughs> and pretty much Richard just making fun of him saying like he's twelve he's like I'm sixteen and well I won't give away the punchline of that one but 
It was when he's trying to figure out if he's really Richard, and he's like, he's got to be a robot. Nope. Uh, you know, he's he's organic. Well, he's got to be a clone. Nope. Uh, he's 99.999%. You know, this and that. He's like, it's really Richard Rider. So explaining that it is him. And him seeing on the telecoms, Miss Marvel. Who are you? It's Miss Marvel. I mean, that's not Carol. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> Captain she's Marvel. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Captain Marvel's dead. No, he's, no, she's not. Is Spider-Man dead? Nope. Cyclops is what? <laughs> like, hi, I'm Cyclops <laughs> from the past. Let's hear in the future. And it's a whole thing. In in he just goes. That whole sentence just is what. It hurts his brain. And in in that one <laughs> sentence, it it it's kind of explained how messed up Marvel has gotten in the past couple yes, of years. Like it's true. All those like, not saying that that's bad, and not saying that any of these characters and which where they've gone to, but. There has been a pretty big status change, right. and some of it is actually stuck. Uh, we still have Captain Falcon. We still, oh yeah, which yeah. is uh, actually a player from Smash Brothers. So I didn't mean to, <laughs> to say that, but Falcon, Falcon as Captain Butch. as Captain America. Uh, you know, we still have female Thor. Yes. and yep. well, Tony Stark isn't still a dick, but he's yep. dead. Nope. So. Obviously, Carol Danvers, Captain yes. Marvel, Miss Marvel. It's kind of, I mean, it's very accurate because if you were a re- so say you read comics in the '90s, which you did, but then you never took a break and you came back. Are you say you read comics in the '90s and you did take a break mm-hmm. and you tried to come back to comics now? It's completely different. Like all the characters are completely different than what they were when you stopped reading comics. But yet it always seems like they're still the same. Kind of. It's the same old tropes, just different people behind them, I guess. But I don't it know. Could, it's, it could it's be made, confusing. It's made me start thinking, okay, maybe there is some nuanced differences to the status quo always being the same thing, but yet it always feels like it's the same people fighting. And, yeah. And even though who's got the name of this or that, it's still the same same type of story. Right. Of, do you think once these hero kids that are coming up in the Marvel Universe, once they push all the old people out of comics, that it'll be completely different? Do you ever think we'll get to that point where people will actually start retiring? And No, because we had Young Avengers all the way through um, uh, early 2000s, and I would think if we're going to see a time shift within age... I mean, some of them have been coming to age two, but... They aren't mainstream. None of those characters have replaced any of these right. ones. I mean, Captain America has been around for ages. I don't see him ever going anywhere. Right. Even when he turned old man Captain, he was still around. And even I thought that was kind of badass, actually, out of all the things, if he finally, you know, changed Crunch old. the old man. But I was thinking maybe he's going to die. But then he'd be resurrected again because you always need a Captain, you know. Right. But imagine even, too, though, the, the retcons before there was even the Avengers, though, like... Before them bringing, you know, Hulk and uh, Thor and Iron Man together, I mean, they were all really individuals mm-hmm. that sometimes showed up. And now it, the Marvel is an Avengers world with oh, yeah. with X-Men sometimes over here. And, it's true. And it's true. It used to all be separate. Now it's just one. They're all interconnected much more than what they used to be, I yep. guess. And speaking about interconnected, remember one of the visions Ulysses had? No. That I spoke about? No, I don't. 
All right. So look like <laughs> was Thor. it Phoenix related? Because if it wasn't, I don't remember. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> um, it looks like Thor is going to start battling uh, with the Shi'ar, and the Asgards are going to come around too. So have we had? Have we have IVX? We're going to have AVS Asgard versus Shi'ar or yeah. something. Which I'm actually quite excited. I haven't seen much of the Shi'ar Empire since the golden age of yeah. like uncanny x-men yeah. and they were a big part of that even no they were even in my favorite space operas of guardians of the galaxy they were there but they've been missing from comics for quite some time and kind of happy to see them be you know coming to the forefront gladiator being also another superman copycat kind of person having right. him battle thor will be kind of great yeah kind of a dick. Yep. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Are they going to fight in space or in Asgard? Or both? Well, probably both. It's yeah. it's not, like I'm just saying, it's already, it's been mentioned that this is going to be happening, but we've are, we already know um, that this was already kind of glimpsed within the Civil War number eight. It was one of the pages right. showing, you know, some sort of battle Right. So are you going to remember all of these visions that, that Ulysses had so that way, like, two years from now, when you're bitching about all the events that are going on in the Marvel, I don't have to make you remember that these were prophesized no, two I remember them. I mean, even if they weren't prophesized, I'm just going to pretend like they were and be like, <laughs> I already knew this shit was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to Deadpool. Oh, you had more Deadpool news. I have one I more Deadpool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna round out my Deadpool news here, and it's not really Deadpool news, in that it's just Deadpool related because it's Rob Liefeld, uh, who of course created Deadpool. Um, so he is gonna have his own comic book universe coming possibly to the cinematic screen, which will be really interesting and very pouchy. Um, <laughs> so he's working with uh, Fundamental Films, which is a China-based film company, um, to bring the Extreme Studios comic books uh, universe to the silver screen. And so we're talking like Bloodstrike and Blood Wolf and all the other characters he created that have the word blood in them, which is most of them. So I, I'm interested to see how this goes. I mean, he created Deadpool, and that turned out amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So this could only be really super great, right? <laughs> do you think it would be really pouchy? I do think, and if it didn't, they'd have to have at least... Well, Deadpool's made jokes about pouches, too, but there would yeah. have to be, like, when they're making suits or something, like, more pouches. Right. So one of the one of his um, uh, extreme titles, Youngblood, right, we have... Our good friend Jim Toe, Jim Toe, who is doing the art on that. So I wonder if that's going to be the young blood that will arrive on the screen, or if it's going to be the original versions. And if it's the Jim Toe versions, how awesome would that be for Jim to have his? Oh, I can only imagine that's probably what. Well, them reinvigorating that comic book series, and everyone's making movies now. It's like right. I, I hope they're almost to the point where it's, like, the extreme end of, like, comic books, where it's, like, super bloody and violent and not like any of the comic book movies oh, that have come great. out. Well, I'm almost thinking, though, too, where, 
you know, you see a lot of people at conventions, some good, some bad, everyone that's made a comic book, and then some. Now it seems like everyone's going to have, like, their, their DVD, their video. I made this movie. It's like, true. That is kind of going to that. Well, speaking, going back to my Thor news, because you, <laughs> you interrupted me. You interrupted me first. <laughs> uh, there's a better synopsis of uh, Thor Ragnarok, and kind of clarifies a little bit more what's going on. We have uh, Thor, who's going to be uh, stuck on the other side of the universe uh, with his hammer, and he needs to try to stop Ragnarok from happening. But what we also get is uh, what is actually going on with Hulk. And there is full-on Planet Hulk. Ah, So what we've always assumed, what we've always kind of known, there is going to be a full Planet Hulk happening within this movie. And it's going to somehow interwine with what Thor has been doing. How that works out, they're not really clarifying. Right. Maybe like They're a five-hour movie or what? <laughs> That's what I don't understand. But they have mentioned too, which if everyone who hasn't seen uh, Doctor Strange, then in credits of him showing up in this movie is he's going to also be appearing. No, yep. Within yep. this movie too, it's you know remains to be seen what he'll be doing. But I want to see some more. Uh, I cummerbund. <laughs> um. I'm glad that they're doing Planet Hulk within Ragnarok because obviously Thor and um, Hulk have been left out of the last Avengers movie. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed that they're going to try and smush the two together, though, into one movie. I I want Planet... Planet Hulk deserves its own movie. It was an entirely, like, just epic... Hulk well, I don't book. think though. I mean, even the 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 resolution though, I don't think is totally going to be because wherever they're at on this planet, I mean, it's basically going to be a gladiatorial type right. thing, which is how he rose to power within the comic book. Yeah. But him coming back, being World Breaker, which is the most strongest of all the Hulks. I love that there's different levels of Hulk. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it, Joe fix it, which is also the most strange. Uh, so obviously having Thor fighting Hulk for whatever reason for battle is going to kind of get the essence of it being Planet Hulk, but it's not Planet Hulk. Right. So no, no son and love interest for the Hulk in this. Yeah, maybe they, I mean, they could easily tie that in, but I still think they could have done a whole separate. Yeah. It's, I never, never been a huge Hulk fan or like thought to pick up any Hulk titles at all, but I really enjoyed Planet Hulk. I thought it was a great storyline, and it was well written, and it gave the Beast his like his heart back, essentially. Well, that's what got me into. Yeah, that was my first Hulk book. That then brought me to World War Hulk. That also made me then start reading some of the red hulk or like the mysterious who was the red hulk mm. and then, and then totally can't... totally guessing who they were but then having all the hulks and being like this is kind of badass like group right uh yeah oh. well i've run out of things to talk about tommy you have <laughs> i have <laughs> uh there is a uh picture on the internet's to kind of show brian cranston as zordon 
I saw that, actually. It just looked weird to me. Well, I mean, it's just on, a, I, like, a little... Like, the, yeah. the image is of someone's phone, and in the background is, is Zordon. And it, it is... It looks like Walter White stuck in, like... <laughs> Like a blue light. It, it does. It does. <laughs> well, did you know that the original Zordon, you probably didn't know this, because why would you know this? Right. But the scenes of him as the blue, the person who played the head, only shot for a day, open his mouth, and the voice was used. So, like, the same headshots of him just kind of, like, looking around or, like, moving was all pretty much done within a day. And then they had and, someone else do the voice? Yeah. Well, that makes sense, because it was probably not in English to begin with. Right? Oh, no, 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 no. They replaced all the characters yeah. for the English version. I get so confused. <laughs> How can you? Well, hey, yeah, I'm a little worried about that. So, the speaking of the English versions versus, do you know what it's based off of? The Power Rangers? Yeah. No, I just assumed it was always called the Power Rangers no matter where it was. I think no. you, we've talked about this before, though. It is it's called, called Super Sentai. Yes. And that is the, the name for... What we base Power Rangers off of is that footage. <clears throat> They've had over 41 uh, seasons now. Of Super Sentai? Yeah. Now, their seasons, though, I mean, you break that in half, though, because their seasons, for us, would be a whole series run. So, like, the mid-season break or something. Oh, okay. Or season two, but, like, not 41 different right. Zord-type ones, just 41 different kind of like how bbc shows are only like three episodes long for a season yeah yeah so this is the first time that has ever happened where well actually they did a few things differently with the second season of mighty morphin but we take the stock footage of them and all their fighting and like the zords and everything and then we insert the human element to it to be Power Rangers. Okay. So whenever we see the people's faces and they're not in the getup, some reshoots will be done with them wearing like the suits without the masks. Some shots will be shot um, with them kind of doing a couple things differently to to go about with the story. And we've gotten a lot of those uh, costumes. Saban, who owns Power Rangers, has gotten those costumes here in America to do the reshoots and everything. Well, this is the first time ever that they are actually taking uh, advice from the American version when they make Power Rangers, what they're going to do with the Super Sentai as far as, like, morphers and, like, keys and, like, zords. And it's crazy that it's taken this long for them to finally kind of collaborate. So, wait. So, Super Sentai is coming to Power Rangers for advice? Or vice versa. Well, it's... it's or they're just, just coming together to talk about it. Coming together to talk about the new season. Like, because right now, pretty much Power Rangers side, American side, would just be like, you do your thing, we're just going to take your footage, cut right. it up, and then do our own Now they're thing. actually collaborating. Yeah, and why ha they haven't done this before is kind this of... This show has been on for 20 years, and this yeah. is the first time they're collaborating? Yeah, and that's where I'm saying, like... Wow. Why... why <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Japan kind of do what they, they want to do. I haven't had that go off in I a while. I know. What the hell? Sordon, <laughs> do you know that we're talking about you? Man, I couldn't have planned that even better. I know. If, if I, I almost, I sat here for a second and I was like, he just did that on. How did you text yourself? <laughs> no, but, but really though, uh, 
pretty much uh, one of the head people of the studios kind of saying, you know, kind of with the ever-changing superhero marketplace right now, you you really need to start, you know, collaborating as one unit. Uh, and with that being said, why wouldn't you then have some input and then maybe they could have some input in the American version, even though with what they do over there, it's a smaller show, it's huge, but it's to a smaller audience. Right. So we have the bigger production of what we yeah. do more colorfully, why they wouldn't start from the ground up and help them out. Yeah. I wonder if it's because now with how popular just downloading shit off the internet has become, people can actually go and watch the original now, like just download it off some website or something and watch Super Sentai and watch the Power Rangers and compare both of them and be like, this is bullshit. (laughs) These are nothing alike. This scene's the same and this scene's the same, but the rest is all stupid. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. That was a rage moment. I don't even know why I got so yeah. angry about that. Well, speaking about <laughs> watching things, who I like watches? I watch men. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. It was better than what you were going to say. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say. I was just going to Who gonna watches go... the Watchmen? Yeah, that actually was what I was going to say. <laughs> Lindsay does. Lindsay does. <laughs> No, uh, it has been confirmed that the DC Universe is going to meet the Watchmen, and I am kind of just, I don't think it needs to be done. No? Dr. Manhattan being the big uh, architect of the rebirth, actually ingenious, and that's kind of cool, and to be honest, that he's been there all along, awesome. You now actually have established kind of... You know, a character from the Watchmen kind of universe and whatever Earth that's designated. Right. But I, I, I don't feel like it needs to be so ingrained into Rebirth and what's going on. And especially if they're going to have team-ups and, like, you know... You just want them to leave Watchmen alone, don't well, you? Well, th- not just leave Watchmen alone. It is... What do you call it? Not noir. It's... It's a period piece. It is. I mean, it very much doesn't have the technology. It took place during the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it has to do with, you know, who was the president in that one then? I think it was still Nixon. Yeah. Like, he had never gotten impeached, and then uh, the Cold War, like, we yep. became buddy-buddy with Russia, and everything became very, like... But even then, that was, yeah, then... The way things are going to be here. And even the now. when they did the Watchmen <laughs> 2, which was kind of the prequels to everything... And if that was their seeds to bring them over, I don't quite understand, except for, like I said, the Dr. Manhattan book. Right. I, I just, I, I didn't, don't... Didn't the didn't Batman find um, the comedian's pin at some point in time? Well, that's the, the thing, and that's where we're looking at how Batman's going to unravel. Of course. Who, who, so Batman watches The Watchmen then. So maybe he'll finally be a detective again, is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> that would be nice, actually. <laughs> To have the detective back in the Batman. I mean, I have I have faith, uh, you know, in in uh, Didio and in in Jim Lee, but I I just don't know if this is as well. Is that who's doing it? I thought yeah. Jeff Johns was on it too. He's part, yeah. Well, he's part, but he's kind of over. He's kind of overseeing everything. Okay. I just don't think though that it's gonna be. Um. I don't think it's as well planned out, and maybe it is, and maybe it will be an amazing crossover. One could only hope. I mean, they've been doing really great work on Rebirth. But I think another big thing, too, though, was all those 
heroes within Watchmen were just humans. Yes. Except for Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan. Like yeah. so with that being said <sighs> Well and you had characters that were like almost direct ripoffs of so you had Owlman, who was fucking Batman. Mm-hmm. Very clear that that was Batman. So it's, I mean, maybe they're going to do like a whole other world, different worlds meet sort of thing. Who knows? I don't know. I think it'll ruin the impactfulness that Watchmen had. I don't think it'll ever be what the Watchmen was. And that's where I think they're they're yeah. striving for something that just is, isn't reattainable. Right. Watchmen was Alan Moore at his finest. Like that, the period when the Watchmen came out was when Alan Moore was like on point with his writing. I don't think any, I don't even think Alan Moore <laughs> could get, take back the Watchmen and, and make it as good as it was again. So, I mean, here's hoping they don't ruin it, I guess. It was still a movie that was only all right. So, that's about all the news that I had this week. I know, we're super lame. Sorry, guys. I do have booze in a book, though. Oh, I would hope so, because I definitely didn't <laughs> look that up. We have no reviews this week, because we live in Michigan, and the weather is super shitty. Mm-hmm. It was 40 degrees on Sunday, and all the snow melted, and now it's negative 10. Yay, Michigan! <laughs> but, this week, U.S. Avengers... Speaking of yay, Michigan. U.S. Avengers number one came out. This was the comic book that had the 50... One fifty-two variant covers. It had all the states plus, I believe, Puerto Rico, and I think it had England in there too for some reason. Don't know why. U.S. Avengers. Not quite sure why, but <laughs> so we're we're pairing this title. Hopefully, you didn't go and buy all of the alternate covers because I think I might judge you if you did. But uh, we're pairing this with America, the beer. What beer? America. The beer. Actually, Budweiser, which is an all-American beer, which just recently, a year ago or so, changed their name to America so that you can drink America, which is really shitty. It's a really shitty beer. (laughs) (laughs) But this comic book is not shitty. So drink some America. Read about America and hope that America doesn't give you a hangover. I'm going to be drinking it with my favorite Michigan beer, though, instead. That's what I'm going to do. What is your favorite Michigan beer? I really, really, really love Breakfast Out from Founders. That's probably the one I my go-to all the time. What about you, Tony? We have so many to choose from. What's your favorite? Oh. Putting you on the spot here. You're not really a beer drinker, are you? Oh, I definitely like like beer. I like everything. I love my IPAs. I think the one that wrecks me the most is Perrin's Double IPA. Yeah. But even their, I, actually their Perrin Grapefruit IPA is also delish in their Blackberry IPA. Oh, yeah. In their new black uh, other IPA that I forget what it's called, but it's also just like Double IPA, so I like that just as much. <laughs> so anything Perrin. This is your yeah, shout out to Jim. Perrin. <laughs> All right. Well, that's booze in a book. Well, that does it for the podcast. I know it's a short one, but last week we also went over by like half hour. So, so if you listen to them back to back, it's like two full podcasts. Yep. And uh, <laughs> quote for the week, I was trying to 
look up something, but I forgot. So That's our quote for the week. <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't going to say it was, but I guess it is now. Stay thirsty for better episodes next week. Yes, please.